0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Get ready to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam.
1: Hey, welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Coach Gordon Roberts with us this week. And it's a whole lot going on. We got players' wives getting arrested. We got players getting out being out for weeks at a time wow and we definitely have more nfl coaches on the hot seat coach gordon roberts what's going on oh daryl just a lot of good stuff
2: going on in the nfl and in college uh it definitely looks like uh big ben is out for at least two months maybe longer and uh so we'll see how it affects you know uh when the Cowboys jumped on top uh, the other night, I thought that uh, they might be in good shape, but they, uh, they didn't have Romo or Des Bryant to pull them out in the end.
1: Well, Coach, um, and the Cowboys, you know, that one running back, Randall, he had three touchdowns in the first half, and then they still couldn't pull it out. But um, is this, where, where, where does this team go without Tony Romo? You know uh, what, what's what's the next move? Well, I don't know if Matt Castle will get to start over Whedon
2: yet, but I think Whedon's going to be on a short leash.
1: You really think so? Well, I think I think Whedon is definitely the answer uh, for this team to have any kind of success while Romo's out and. I think if they continue to lose and get in such a deep hole, we may not see Tony Romo at all uh, at all this year. And this is one of the closest divisions um, that we're going to find, Coach. I mean, it's just unbelievable how close this division is. Everybody has one win. Except for the Cowboys.
2: Well um, The Cowboys have two wins. The Cowboys are two and one. Everybody else is one and one. One and two, I'm sorry.
1: The okay. Giants, the, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys do have two wins. And everybody else in this division has one win. And when we look at the, the New York Giants in the NFC East, you know, I, I right now I think the Giants is the Giants are probably the best team to win this division. I don't think the Redskins have a shot uh at, at, at one and two. I definitely don't think the Eagles, I think Chip Kelly, like I've said for a long time, he's just wasting wasting our time. In the, in the NFL, waiting on his job to come open again, waiting on a big-time job to come open again in the, in college football because that's where he wants to be. But um, I, I really don't think the Cowboys are, are the real deal. And I think Dez Bryant, I can easily see him coming back, uh, trying to make an effort to, um, to play too quickly and probably um, injure himself even more.
2: Well... I hope you're wrong, Coach, because I'd like to see Dez get back on the field. I'd like to see Tono Romo. Uh, if there's any way Whedon – I mean, Whedon showed the other night that he can score four times. I mean, if you score 28 points, you should have a good chance of winning.
1: Yeah, well, one of the things that's on in the, in the Cowboys' favor is, um, is um, this Sunday they played the New Orleans Saints, and that's always a good thing. And it's a primetime game, um, 8.30. Uh, October 4th so that that should be that should be a a little bit of um uh tasty medicine coming to town Yeah and if they can win two or three games and then uh they start getting healthy again that might that might do it Yeah but you know coach um you know uh, we don't have a whole lot of time on this show and I think we should give some some applause to some 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 praise to these teams that are undefeated in the, in the league right now because it's not very many of them. Um, it's only it's six teams, and if and if um, the Green Bay Packers win tonight, it'll be seven undefeated teams with three wins that are three and zero right now. And I guess you'd have to start out with the best team in the league, um, the Super Bowl champions. People don't want to give them credit for it, but hey, you got to give credit where credit is due. Uh, the New England Patriots are undefeated right now, and the only um, team that's that's come close to doing anything with them was um, the, the the Buffalo Bills, who have only one loss. But concentrating on these New England Patriots, they dropped fifty one on, on the Jacksonville Jaguars um, yesterday, and we had we had quite a few Jaguar fans calling in last week after they had their first victory. But uh I hope they call in this week too. What do you think about these Patriots, coach?
2: Well, coach, you must not fall Saturday Night Live. <laughs> Saturday Night Live calls them Tom Brady and the Cheaters. <laughs> I don't know that's- if that's a lock group in New England or what. Uh no, because I, I, I think they can still play the game as bad as good as anybody. Uh I I think that uh uh They'll have some struggle down the road. I still don't think their defense is as good as it was, and uh, we'll see. It'll be interesting to find out.
1: Yeah, it it will be interesting.
2: Even even the Jags put some points on them yesterday.
1: Well, um, yeah, they put some points on them, Coach. 17 points late in the game, and um, I I just don't see – I don't see Bill Belichick allowing lesser opponents beat his team. You're not going to, you're not going to come up and sneak up and beat the, um, the new England Patriots. You're going to have to, you're going to have to beat them. It's going to be a knockdown drag out. You're going to have to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. And Tom Brady has a vendetta against everybody in the league right now. I think, and he wants to demolish teams. uh, you know, he he laid up twenty eight against the Steelers, not so bad. He laid up forty against the um, the Buffalo Bills, and not so bad. But then he just dropped fifty one on. Um, well, I'm not gonna say him. I'm gonna say the Patriots dropped fifty one on um, on the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they are off this week, and they don't play again until um, uh, October eleventh. They play the Cowboys, so. You know, I think Bill Belichick, you know, as much as we talk about the cheating and everything that go that's going on, Bill Belichick is still the man. And, uh, and, and for some reason or another, we don't really associate him, even with the spy gate or the cheating. It's always just the Patriots, you know. And, well, there's a head man in, at New England, Bill Belichick. He is the man, and it's hard to say bad things about a guy that just does so many sophisticated things on the field.
2: Oh, coach! There's no doubt the guy's got a great uh, football mind. I've I never thought any lesser of him than that. Uh, but I question whether or not he doesn't push over the edge, and and that's uh, hurting the integrity of the game. I'm sorry. That's hey, what I, feel.
1: I, I think he does push push things over the edge, coach. I think he push it to the edge, and you barely you barely hanging on by a fingernail. But um, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are 3-0. and And I promise you they'd love one of those Super Bowl champions. I think, I bet you right now, um, I, I I would promise you it's not too many people in that Cincinnati Bengals organization wouldn't let you peel off one of their fingernails if you told them you can have the Super Bowl this year.
2: Well, I, I like uh, the Cardinals to myself for being the team that Everybody understands they're just straight up. And uh, Larry Fitzgerald's kind of renewed himself since uh, Palmer's back. And uh, if they get their running game clicking,
1: I think they've got the best defense in the league right now. And, uh, and Coach, you know, um, this guy, Chris Johnson, guy from Orlando, not far from where we live, um, got shot in the offseason. Man, he had a he had a pretty darn good day yesterday uh, uh, for this team, and hey, uh, looks like he is the number one running back for the Cardinals right now. And coach, uh,
2: that might renew his uh, his whole career. It may give him you know if if they could make it into the playoffs, Chris Johnson will be uh, thought well of again as uh, a dominant running back in the
1: league. Hey, twenty-two rushes, one hundred and ten yards, uh, two TDs. Hey, that, 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 those are pretty good numbers, Coach. Oh, I agree. I
3: agree. Yeah. And
1: and Chris always
2: had game. It just it seemed like when he went to the Jets, he got kind of sidetracked or something, or maybe they just didn't use him right. I don't know.
1: Well, hey, he, he he signed a big time contract and uh he got paid a lot of money. Sometimes um that's a distraction in itself. But I, I really think um the way this game went down yesterday, it it was really sad to see Colin Kaepernick play as bad as he did. And um it, it was it was just almost all, almost downright ugly to um to see it go down the way it went down coach i mean it was just almost downright ugly um, this guy his well, first two passes were interceptions for touchdowns well coach you, you were the
2: first guy that i ever heard say that you didn't think he saw the feel well and the more you have said that the more i've paid attention when i've watched the kid and he doesn't see the well the feel well uh i know i noticed twice in the game yesterday that uh, antoine Bowen was open,
1: and he just like he couldn't see yeah he he really struggles to find a second receiver and uh and 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 this is gonna be something that's going to have to be corrected in his game um uh, because he's already signed a big contract, you know, and now he's saying he's having problems adjusting to the um to the easier playbook now I find that very difficult to he well he's what he's saying is um the offense is not as sophisticated as it was um, when Harbaugh was there, well, it was right. not. Long, it wasn't long ago. Um, it was almost. It was a rumor came out that said, um, uh, "Does he feel more relaxed since Harbaugh's gone?" And he came. He came out quickly and said, "No, uh, he has all the respect in the world of Coach Harbaugh, and um, nothing's changed, and everything is still the same with him." So, it's, it's, there are you know where there's where well, there's a spark, there's fire, and, um, there, uh, that, that whole organization is still going through, uh, um, a rebuild, and, um, and I'm talking about when you lose your head coach, who was the, almost the fire of that team, and then so many players around that same period, you lose him, retire, or leave for reasons are unknown, um, uh, it's 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 tough to rebuild after that, and they got a lot of lot of rebuilding to do. And I hope Colin Kaepernick is going to be around for that rebuilding process.
2: Well, coach, right across the bay is the biggest sleeper uh, that's going on. The kid car is making Oakland a real deal. Yeah, uh, I mean Oakland's two and one, and uh, they look pretty comfortable winning.
1: Yeah, you know, I, and. and <laughs> And Charles Woodson is still starting for this team, Coach. You know they 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 call him um, Hall of Fame. That's 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 what they call him on the team, Hall of Fame. And uh, as yeah, soon as he retires, uh, five years after that, he will be in the Hall of Fame. That's for oh, sure. without question, Coach. He's a first round bowler, but he got a, another pick. I mean, huh? I mean he leads.
2: He 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 leads the NFL in picks uh, anyway, overall. But uh, he just adds on. You think the guy's too old, and and if you make a mistake of throwing it in your, his area, you're going to be real surprised that old man can still get the job done.
1: Yeah, he's he's still getting it done, Coach. But um, you know, talking about old men, you know, Peyton Manning is still getting it done, and um, <laughs> you know, some of us complain about his arm not being as um as good as it used to be, and some of us say he's um, he's over the hill, uh, but Peyton Manning has never really moved a lot in his career, and um, he's not asked to move a lot now. He he and if they can keep him something that resembles a, a solid pocket, I think uh, Peyton Manning is gonna is gonna really um, have a, another good season, coach and taking his team to the playoffs and and doing things but if this kid cj anderson doesn't get his rushing rushing attack a little bit better um it's 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 just not gonna go and last year this this was the number one rusher for this team and now this kid is you know he ran for 18 yards yesterday that's just not gonna get it done
2: no coaching uh the thing about it is is uh i think manning proves to all people that know football that it isn't just about physical ability. Uh, I don't know if you saw the last touchdown Manning threw last night, but he picked up what the defense was doing, and he immediately went to uh the receiver that was going to have single coverage in the end zone. He threw it where only that receiver could catch it, and uh, they ended up beating him 24-12. Yeah,
1: yeah Coach, and hey, this is Peyton Manning. He he's another first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. Um, um, he'll be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But Peyton Manning is also a, a leader of, of of men. You know, and he's one of those guys you don't really even need a, a head coach because you have Peyton Manning. You know, and and Peyton Manning is is and is in a class of his own. Um, this man was, you know. He's built for the built for the job, you know. His dad, Archie Manning, but coach on the other side. We look at Matthew Stafford. Here's a guy that not long ago we were talking about him being being uh, uh, a leader of men, being a, a potential uh, quarterback of the future. He was going to be oh, in a status of, elite, We thought he
2: was going elite group, coach. We yeah. thought he was moving into the elite group. Yeah.
1: And I, And I said this last week, coach, I saw him take a lick that was vicious last week in, the, in, the, um, in a game they played, and when I saw him this week, you know he just didn't look the same and, and, and maybe he's a little gunshot, and if he is, this is not the league for you. And when you see these quarterbacks going down as as fast as they are, this is this is a real tough situation for for a guy to be in and um and Megatron, let's don't get it twisted. He's, he's just Calvin Johnson now. And uh, I don't think he's that Megatron that we saw two years ago, um, leaping over tall buildings, catching balls. He's just not that guy anymore. And Because, hey, when you're big like that, where do you have to hit him? Hit him low, hit him low. Coach, they gotta hit you low when you're six 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 five, and you're a receiver. You're out there with those um, defensive backs five eight five nine. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be right back. More sports info.
3: Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand-in-hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info U.M. with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports Info UN. You know, Coach, there's one more undefeated team that we did not talk about, and that's Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. You know, um, not only did the Carolina Panthers beat the New Orleans Saints, something that everybody else that the New Orleans Saints played this year has done, but yesterday in the game, um, Cam Newton had a little bit of a of a controversy when he says in, the, in, a, in a press conference that referee Ed Hockley said, and when he was hit out of bounds, and Cam looked at him and said, hey, I guess he said, why didn't I get that call? And referee Ed Hockley says, hey, you haven't been in this league long enough to get that call. Now, Cam Newton's been yeah. in the for over five years.
2: And, five and Coach, I'm not saying that Cam Newton's lying, but I really can't see. I mean, that referee's been around a long time, and uh, I, I, you know, I, maybe he misunderstood it. I, I don't know. But uh, I hope he didn't say
1: that. Yeah, I hope he didn't say that either, because you know, uh, it's not many quarterbacks in the league that's, that's, that 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 have a five year tenure as a starter. Um, you know, it's it's just not a whole lot, coach. And um, for him to say that about Cam Newton, it's like, wow. You know, well, 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 well what does a I mean, quarterback
4: got to have in the league?
1: Yeah, what? How many years do you need in the league? Is it six? Is it twelve? You know how many leagues, how many years is it? So, and I think um, you know, and, and Cam probably does have a few haters in this league because he's he's brought a lot of attention to himself. And uh, when he does score a touchdown, he stands alone in the end zone and does this big old Superman thing. So maybe uh, referees don't like that, and then maybe um, maybe Hockley said it, maybe he didn't say it. But when you see Cam's reaction on the field, where he stops and looks at this guy. It's it's almost like he said something that shocked him. I don't know what it was, but he said something that that, that threw a little shock value in there. And, um, hmm, I don't know.
2: We'll never know. And, you know, Coach, toward the end of uh, when Michael Vick was a starter, uh, at you know, when he came back in the league, uh, there was always a question about, you know, because he did run, just like Cam, uh, that, uh, other teams got more shots on him than they probably should have.
1: Well, that, I, I would agree with that. You know, um, Cam Newton is a, is a big guy, you know, a, a very big guy. You know, but Coach, um, let's talk about Michael Vick for a second. You know, um, Michael Vick is coming back to the league. Well, he, he he's going to be the starter this week for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and And I really think that how how is how well and how much should we expect from Michael Vick um, this week? Well, Coach, he's got maybe
2: the best running back and maybe the best single receiver in the game right now, I think. And uh, if Michael won't try to do too much himself, if he'll let those guys help him, uh, he might do all right. you know. And I, and I think the Steelers are still kind of, Carried the lunch pill kind of guys, I think they still show up uh, regardless of how old or young their defense is. Uh, they're going to give you a pretty good defensive battle, and uh, uh, Big Ben had proven the last couple of years that he could spread it around. And uh, man, I think Michael will do all right. I think he'll. I think I don't think they'll go undefeated while Big Ben is out, but I I think he could win at least five hundred or better of his games. It'll well, be interesting. And I, I you know uh they can't afford to get too far behind Cincinnati.
1: And and, that, and that's true. Well when you look at their their schedule coming up they play the San Diego Chargers. Uh well no this week they play the Ravens. Uh the following week it's the Chargers. After that they play the Cardinals in Pittsburgh. They play the Ravens in Pittsburgh then they play the Chiefs in Kansas City, and then they come back home and play the Bengals. I'm not so sure that Roethlisberger is going to be back for the Bengals or or the Raiders game, but I I expect him to be back around around probably week eight or nine of the season. Well, coach, if they could
2: win three of those six and be five and four, and then have their I think they have their uh um, I think they have their bye week in there. And then, from what I was hearing, the talking head said, if Ben could come back in eight weeks, uh, then that would, and then they could be over 500, uh, they could still be in contention to get in the playoffs. If they're under 500 going in when he comes back, I don't know if they'll make it.
1: Well, yeah. Uh... I, I'd, I'd hate to see them not make it because of the, because of that. But you know, Ben Ben Roethlisberger he prides himself on being a tough guy, and uh, what comes along with being a tough guy is usually being a, a quick healer because that means you can endure more pain than a lot of people can. So he he you know and and he didn't tear anything. There's a bruise and a and a strain MCL and a bruised bone. Um, so uh, if there's a good possibility that. Um, that um, Ben Roethlisberger could be back in in four weeks. You know they have good medicine in the NFL, coach, and they have very, very, very good painkillers. So we could see him back in four weeks. But coach, on the other side, they play the Ravens coming up this week, and ben, and uh, Michael Vick will be starting in that game. But the Ravens are zero three. You know this is a team that we expect to see in the playoffs every week uh, with Harbaugh. Um, as their head coach, but well, we already seen um, one of the true leaders of this team, Suggs, go down for the season, and uh, and now we see this team struggling, zero and three. Well, Coach Joe, I mean, but Paco,
2: except for having Steve Smith, who's how old, thirty eight, thirty nine himself, come out and said this is his last year, and uh, who who is the other receiver? I mean, uh, they're running back ever since Ray Rice has been gone. Has never been, I don't think, uh, anything spectacular. I think he's been capable, but uh, they don't have anybody you could say that they could hang their hat on offensively. And like you said, when they lose Suggs for the rest of the year, uh, I think their defensive leadership is waning.
1: Yeah, and you know... Um... Joe Flacco got a huge contract a couple of years ago, and it almost made it where they couldn't afford to go out and get top-notch help around him. And um, and and now we look at a guy like Steve Smith, 13, 13 receptions, uh, 186 yards, and he and two TDs, and he was targeted 17 times. And when you look at it, that's pretty much more times than anybody else on the, than all or, than at least four other receivers combined and um, the next receiver behind Steve Smith was um, Max Williams with three receptions for 44 yards. You know, Steve Smith has already said he's not playing after this year. What are they going to do after this year? Um, it's, it's, uh, you, know, from, you mean, How many
2: games can the guy catch 13 passes? Yeah. He's 39 years old. You and I both know that the guy is going to be so sore the rest of this week he won't be well, he won't be feeling anything near right until right before the game next week.
1: Yeah, and and man, um, good thing they're not playing Thursday night. But, you know, oh, yeah. Coach, um, when we look at... Um, and, and, and Pittsburgh won't take it easy on them, Coach. <laughs>
2: you think? Yeah, he, he's in Pittsburgh for a long... Will, Pittsburgh will, will double cover Steve Smith and say, okay, let's bring it on.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. But um coach another another team that has that doesn't have a win yet. And um you know it's it's hard to come from out of holes like this. But I said last week that if if the bears were depending on Jimmy Clausen to take them anywhere um they <laughs> they they believe in a tooth fairy. I mean, this guy Jimmy Clausen. The only reason he's on an NFL team is because he's a he's a Notre Dame alumnus. That's the only reason, Coach. Coach, and I'm going to tell you what now. Uh, Jay Culler should be happy because uh, it makes him look pretty good if they keep the Clausen kid in. Well, I hope Chicago goes out and get them some help. Or maybe the coach just knows that um, he's not going to get fired out this first year on the job. But Mark Trestman got fired out this first year, didn't he? Yep. Yeah, so, hey, better watch out. Um, I just I, – I, I, I don't see how anyone could put any faith in um in Clausen running the NFL team. You know, nowadays we don't ask a lot from NFL quarterbacks, and I say that uh, with a grain of salt because we really do ask a lot of them. We ask them to manage the game, and that's a tough job in the NFL. But, well, I, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I think Fox has,
2: has turned a bunch of programs around. But, uh, I think this is might be his, uh, you know, his swan song. I don't know if Chicago will go out and spend the money they need to spend in the right way for Chicago to be respectable again. I don't know. I don't, I don't see it happening.
1: This might know. be Fox's last stop. No, I think it's not Fox. Really, I just don't think it's Fox. And I mean, it's, it's really not Fox. When you're, when your quarterback puts up 19 attempt, um, nine completions and he only throws the ball 17 times for 63 yards. Those are high school numbers coach. And I mean, that's a bad high school quarterback. Only 17 attempts. That's just, it's dismal. And, um, and John Fox is no different than anybody else. Unless he has, unless he has a good quarterback, a fair quarterback, a decent quarterback, you are not going to win in the NFL. It starts at that position, and it basically ends at that position. You have to have a decent quarterback to win.
2: Well, I hope that. Uh you know, I'd hope for Fox's sake that, uh, maybe he could write the ship when Jay Cutler comes back and some kind of way them start winning some ball games. But I, you know, I, I don't see anything real impressive on their defense. And he's a defensive guy. And, uh, and, and I, and I think Jay Cutler, you know, I was surprised they didn't go out after a quarterback this year, but they didn't.
1: Uh, no, no, they they didn't, and uh, well, <laughs> when we start talking about these teams that have no wins, coach, let's don't forget about your um your team down there in New Orleans and a team that we talked about last week a little bit, and I said that I think that uh, the New Orleans Saints have held on to Drew Brees just a little too long. Oh,
2: coach, the Talking Heads were talking about Sean Payton. They said, well, you know, Peyton's been there 10 years. Maybe he thinks about it's time for him to go somewhere else. And, uh, when they start talking about the head coach that way, that usually happens pretty soon. Yeah. Because even if-, if Drew Brees comes back, coach, I don't think, uh, you know, the gym, uh, uh, you know, Graham had a great game for Seattle. And New Orleans has not had anything nearly like the receiver that he was giving them before they traded him. And so I don't know. I know they had some salary cap issues, but uh, I don't know. I don't see them um, making any headway. I mean, the Cowboys are hurt. They've lost their best receiver and their quarterback, but they've been playing pretty good defense, and I'm not sure that uh, New Orleans will give them much of a test.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Coach, um, when we look at, the New Orleans Saints backup quarterback. When we were talking about backup quarterbacks, comparing Clawson, uh, Luke McCowan, 30, 31 of thirty-eight for three hundred and ten yards, one interception, and th- those are, those are professional numbers, you know. And oh, I, I agree, the guy's a
2: good backup,
1: coach. Yeah,
2: I, those I are those problem, are winning numbers. The yeah. problem the problem isn't just quarterback. Even though Drew Brees uh, has had some remarkable years. I think New Orleans has some other problems besides just the quarterback. But like you're saying, if you don't have a quality backup quarterback and your best that goes down, I mean, Michael Vick has won a bunch of games in this league, you know? And uh Jimmy Clausen's never going to. I, 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 don't don't know agree. If, I don't know if Whedon's ever going to. I don't think, you know, Whedon's been a backup everywhere he was except for a very – short period of time at Cleveland. And so when you're talking about backup quarterbacks in this league, you're uh, usually not going to win too many
1: games. Well, I, I would agree with that too, Coach.
4: You know, and
2: Coach, you know, I had a guy yesterday in the game telling telling this other announcer that he thought that they should sit uh, Philip Rivers, because he was getting hit too much. And, uh, uh, I mean, they were the game had gotten out of hand a little bit. But, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how people that, and this guy had played the game. This announcer had played the game. And he's talking like, well, you know, we should take the guy out and, you know, because he's not getting enough protection and da da da. I don't know what people think is happening in the NFL. It just doesn't happen that way.
1: No, it doesn't happen like that, Coach. But, um, you know, I I really think New Orleans have more problems than just Drew Brees on their offense. Oh, I agree. From looking at the game, this guy Ingram is taking a lot of hits. He's taking a lot of heavy hits. And uh, I just don't see him being being what they're looking for at running back either. Uh, It's just... Just too many too many heavy hits. Um yesterday 14 rushes, fifty yards. Uh, it's just he, he's not what they want him to be. TJ Spiller, he came there injured. He's not what they need. And uh it's just it's just it's it's a lot of things going on in New Orleans right now. Uh, not just the um not just the quarterback position. As a matter of fact, Luke Luke McCowan played pretty good um yesterday. Uh, for the Saints, coach, if they hadn't lost Sproles and they hadn't
2: lost Jimmy Graham in the last two years, I say New Orleans would have been in the playoffs last year, and they would have been not zero and three now. But you know, I'm not making those decisions. Somebody higher pay grade than me is.
1: Yeah, and coach, and we when we keep an eye on our on our two rookie quarterbacks, the ones that we like to talk about, Mariota, who lost yesterday to Andrew Luck in a very 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 close game. Um, Andrew Luck really didn't look good at all, um, and we know his head coach um, Chuck Pagano, his job is on the line. Um, you know, Andrew Luck, eighteen of thirty, two hundred and sixty yards, two TDs, but two interceptions. Uh, those just that's, that's just not. Those two interceptions are not um, not worthy of winning. Mariota, the rookie, twenty-seven of forty-four more attempts than Andrew Luck, three hundred and sixty-seven yards, more yards than Andrew Luck. Two TDs, same amount of TDs as Andrew Luck, and two interceptions, same as Andrew Luck. It, the, those two interceptions will kill you. You know, my coach always said. Uh, every fumble is minus forty yards. So if you got if you got one hundred and forty yards rushing and you have a fumble, you only get a hundred yards. So you minus forty yards every. That's a fumble per interception. It's probably I would think that it's more than forty yards that you would lose because. Those Coach in sports. that game, I think
2: the key to that game was a guy by the name of uh, Gore. Coach yeah. Gore didn't have a lot of yards, but he had a lot of quality yards, and so. I think if if the Indianapolis coach, you know, who were tied for first place, even though they only got one win, I think if they're going to pull themselves out of the hole, they're going to have to turn around and hand the ball to Gore a little bit and take some heat off of where Luck doesn't think he has to throw a touchdown every time.
1: Well, I would agree. And, and, and Frank Gore put up some uh, pretty good numbers yesterday. Uh, 14 rushes, 86 yards, two TDs. The um, longest run was um, 25 yards. You know, Frank Gore. He he has he he has history of um, of being a tough guy and a and a hard-nosed runner. And guess what? He's from the U. And guys, you're listening to Sports Info U.M. on the Voice America Radio. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Surfing is taking the world by storm. It's not just the sport itself, but the culture that surrounds it. From music to fashion, art and competition, Surf Talk Show is the place that will showcase it all. Your hosts are JJ and the Doctor, two surfing enthusiasts who have lived and traveled the lifestyle and culture. They'll bring you the knowledge and the entertainment that will keep you riding the wave. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. on the West Coast, 2 p.m. on the East Coast on Voice America Sports. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America.
0: You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or send us an email. At sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: And welcome back to Sports InfoUM. We got Johnny on the line from San Mateo, Florida. What's going What's on, Johnny? What's going on, man? Hey, man, loving life and every second of it, man. Thank God for it.
4: I know that's true. Yep.
1: Hey, let's get into this college football, uh, Johnny. I see your Florida Gators squeaked out a victory. Looked like it was about maybe two inches to the right. <laughs>
4: it was. It was. That 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 was about it. Now you talking about having? Uh, I think they must have uh, put some uh, buzzer poo on Tennessee the last ten or eleven years. Just <laughs> because yeah. have uh-huh. always seen the end like that. <laughs> <laughs> Always seem like Tennessee
1: got a chance to win it and something goes wrong. Oh, yeah. And, hey, you know, but the Gators do have some quality opponents coming up and not, taking nothing away from um, from Tennessee because, you know, we. it, it, it appears to me as the, like the SEC is down a little bit this year because Kentucky, um, they played the Gators tight. The Gators won 14-9 this week. Uh, Tennessee played them tight. Uh, the Gators won 28-27 in a missed field goal. With about six seconds left on the clock, this week they play the team, the top dog in the SEC right now, Ole Miss Rebels, who just beat Alabama last week. Um, this is this is going to be a, a a tough opponent for them. They play them in Gainesville, but it is going to be a tough tough opponent. Prime time, seven p.m. What you think about
4: this one, Johnny? Well, what I think is uh, the luck probably will run out. The rabbit foot will. Get put in the rabbit stew pot this week, I think, and get cooked with the rest of the rabbit. You 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 can only go to the well so many times, I think. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question.
1: What do you think about this um, this Gator quarterback situation over there? You know the kid um, Trayon Harris. Um, he he was suspended for this last game. Um, there seems to be a push for the um, the other kid, I can't think of his name right now. To, uh, yeah that's what you talking
4: Griffiths.
1: about yeah, yeah, Griffiths. to to be the starter in in Gainesville. Uh what's what's going on with that?
4: Well it's it's just you know, same old stuff new day I would I would say. That's that that's about the size of it. Uh you know I, I, I said all along when, when Treyon left uh, Miami Washington. That he should have went to the U, and, and, and it may it may happen. But but I think he's slowly being squeezed out of the picture. Unless unless Griffin really makes some some bad choices and some bad mistakes and do something real stupid that 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 may cost the team something, then he may get another shot. But right now, I think he's on the bubble.
1: Yeah. This kid is Will Greer, the quarterback, starting quarterback over there yeah, in Gainesville, Greer. and and um, I I really think you're right, and I'm I'm not so sure that the kid um uh, Trayon Harris got a got a fair shot in in Gainesville um and, he, and I think he did some productive things over there, um, yeah. but mm, I hate to see it go down like that for him, but um but Johnny you know um the biggest game of the, of the year uh in the state of Florida is probably going to be in two weeks when Miami and Florida, and, and Florida State go head-to-head at Dope Campbell Stadium, Tallahassee, Florida. Right.
2: And, Coach, they could
1: both be undefeated. That would be a powerful, that'd be a powerful game. game. Both of those teams 4-0. and You know, Boston College gave Florida State all they could handle um, uh, two weeks ago, winning 14, Florida State won 14-0. Right. But, uh, I just really think that we should be able to put at least fourteen on the board, and um, what's your what's your what's your feeling on this on this Al Golden and Miami Hurricane Florida State situation?
4: Uh, Al Golden knows for sure how to unpack a gift before time and, and give it back to the giver. <laughs> Last year is a prime example of that, and and this past week. Uh, when they played, not this past weekend, they didn't play, but, but when they played last week against, uh, who was that, uh, Nebraska. Nebraska, uh, he basically done the same thing. I I don't know what he's trying to, trying to do. Maybe he's trying to get a Heisman quarterback when it should be about the team. Let's, let's just win. That's all I'm saying.
1: I, I yeah. agree with you wholeheartedly. And, um, And I was talking to someone earlier about that, that uh, Al Golden just really doesn't appear to have that killer instinct. I mean, just want to just see ashes flying behind me, you know what I mean? Just, just, you know, dirt and boogers behind me. I I, I just want to see debris, you know, I don't want to see nothing moving in front of me. You know, a lot of guys have that killer instinct where they just want to just plow through you. And some right. guys, hey, they get a lead on you, and um, and they they take it easy, you know. Really? I'll, I'll never forget it. it was a high school game I coached in, and um, I didn't go to the game because I was sick. But my team actually scored ninety or ninety six points on another opponent. Coach, how many points did y'all score? Ninety eight. Good, grace yeah. the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I was, so I'm just saying, some people have killer instinct. And then there are other people that have, hey, I'm going to let you slide. I got a 30-point lead on you, and I'm going to start lowering the hammer. I'm, I'm not going to play as hard. I'm going to start playing my third string. And that's just, you know, it's a time and place for everybody to get a shot. And sometimes there's two minutes left in the fourth quarter when you got a 40-point lead. Right. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. Absolutely. The I remember
2: what it is in that one, after we got a
1: 50-point lead, I put in everybody, but we still just kept on drilling them. And, and, you know, and that's how it should be. These guys they should wanna play. You, you know? can't
4: tell them guys not to play.
1: Right. But you put a guy in there that's a lesser opponent than the guy that's he's that he's over, and you already whooping him by twenty points, he's gonna try to he's gonna try to hurt that guy that's over him. Man, you got y'all been in by twenty and you think the game over? I'm finna show you y'all, this game is not over. And he to drill him and drill him and drill him. Next thing you know, you got a ton over here, got an interception there. Now it's a it's a one-score game. Or right. a two score game. Now you put your you put your first string back in the game, but guess what? Some of them guys done took the tape off, their mind is on on drinking and partying and hanging out with the girls later on that night. They're not focused. Now they have to refocus. It's a terrible thing. It's just it's it's is that's bad coaching. It all it boils is. down to that bad
4: coaching yep and i i I totally
1: agree with you yep johnny thanks for calling don't be a stranger call the sports info um radio show anytime on the voice america radio call us anytime and check us out on voice america
4: radio i I surely will can i can i say one thing as we go off you can give a shout out and you can say what you want go for it. okay i ain't really shouting out but but my philosophy is i got two philosophies if you're in the game you ride a, you, you a bronk till you bust him, and if you snatch a bird out the air, you're stomping because if you don't stomp him, he just may get up and fly away, and that's what Al Golden is doing down there in Miami right now. He make me mad every week just because. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you get him down,
1: pour it on. Yeah. Don't lighten up. Tighten up, baby. Right, you, don't right, don't you, loosen you. up. Juicing up. Give it more juice.
4: Right, take yeah. take the fight out of them, and then right. you can lighten
1: up. Yeah. Hey, Johnny, thanks for calling. We'll be here every week, every Monday night from eight to nine on Sports Info UM. Okay,
4: appreciate Y'all be safe. it. Let's go, Canes. Let's get this thing this week. Talk all all, all right. Let's do it. All right. All right. Thanks. Okay. Good night. All right.
1: Hey, Coach. You know, um, now we're just talking about a little bit more of this college football, and um, I'd really like to get into the rankings of of, of some of these college football team you know uh ohio state they just have really not looked good at all you know they're undefeated and they hadn't even played anybody coach they haven't haven't played anybody anybody. no they they haven't played anybody and 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 when we look at who they play um this week is indiana come on yeah following that is maryland you know, the Penn State game may be a little something, but after that, Rutgers, Minnesota, Illinois. Oh man. Man, I can't they wait don't play to see. Anybody, them play. Coach. Well the last two games, coach, they play Michigan State and Michigan. You know, I, I, those are gonna be big games, regardless. Those are gonna be big games. Michigan State and Michigan, two big rival games. It's 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 gonna be a th- those are gonna be their two biggest games, biggest opponents. But if they haven't played anybody and struggle with everybody, wow. It's gonna be it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see what really goes down um, in Ohio. Yeah. But the, the coach, number two team I, you was, know, I think it you know, Alabama lost and so they
2: kinda of fell out of the rankings a little bit. But uh you know, Ole Miss jumped up to three, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and let's don't in forget middle. about Michigan State. You know, I think sometimes we we have a tendency to forget about Michigan State because of Ohio State and Michigan, but Michigan State, the number two team in the nation right now, and uh, and and well deserving of of their ranking. Oh, I
2: agree with you, Coach. I think Michigan State is uh, one of the better teams in the nation, and I hope they make it to the
1: playoffs. I, I hope they do too, you know. And and when and when we look at them, um, uh, they they have some um, some quality wins on their schedule. They beat um, Oregon, uh, and they, right. you know or- Oregon is no slouch. Yeah, um, but you know they 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 beat Air Force. We're not going to give Air Force a lot of credit, uh, but they do. They also play Purdue and Rutgers. Um, they got Michigan on their schedule, Indiana, Nebraska, Maryland, Ohio State, and Penn State. So you know it's it's some it's some they have some quality opponents that they're going to play and probably keep them in that top five or top four and um, have them in a good place for the for the playoffs. But Ohio, uh, but um, Ole Miss coach coming from out of nowhere dropped in front of TCU.
2: Well, I, you know I think you know you beat Alabama coach, uh, and I think that gives you some credibility uh,
1: I, obviously, it does for them for them to um, jump three spaces and pass t c u you know and, and, I, and, and we've we 've talked about t c u and their their schedule and how they have to play and how they have to score so many points to keep the ranking well, they almost didn 't do it over weekend. weekend. Um, um, Texas Tech that took them to the Almost wire. got them, Cook. And I mean,
2: I mean luck play at the end, if it wouldn't have been for that luck play at the end, they wouldn't have
1: won. Yeah, you're right. And I mean with seconds left in the game, um TCU uh wide receiver um tips the ball, their running back catches the ball in the back of the end zone and with been barely puts one foot down and they go on to win this game, um Uh, I think the score is 58-52 or something like that. So all of their games, Coach, pretty much have been won won like that too, though, with some very high scores.
4: Yeah.
2: Well, uh, I hope the Tigers, uh, I think LSU has a great running back and their quarterback's starting to grow. And so it'll be interesting to see if they can continue to win. Uh, I I think that uh, Georgia is a quality opponent for everybody. And uh, they seem to be coming on.
1: Yeah. And I, I think um, Baylor at number five in the AP poll and number four in the coaches poll is not being recognized enough. And uh, I think, you know, Baylor has, 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 has had a strong program since Robert was there. Robert Griffin was there. You know, so this is not a team that's come from out of nowhere. Uh, Baylor has, has, has put the work in, and they deserve the credit that they're getting. Notre Dame, I'm not so sure. I'm just really not so sure uh, if this Notre Dame team is as good as as they are on paper. However, if they just continue to hang around because they're Notre Dame, they're going to be climbing up the ladder of this uh, of this national poll. But Coach this kid, the running back for LSU, uh, he could be the Heisman Trophy winner. And I really think that uh, Les Brown has a serious program. At 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 LSU, and I don't I don't think they're getting um, getting enough recognition.
2: Well, coach, the thing about it is is uh you know what's going to be sad is this kid's not going to be able to turn pro this year. So no. if he was to win the Heisman this year, uh you know you know we've seen kids you know get hurt after that Heisman year when they have to play again. Um, I think there needs to be an exception in the league. Uh, where, you know, this kid will be, uh, have played two years in the league, in, uh, college, and, uh, it seems like they should let him go pro after this year, but I don't know if they will or not.
1: Well, I don't. I don't think they should change the rule, Coach. Or it's been there long enough, and I think it's for a safety reason. I think this kid is bigger than average. He's faster than average, but is he really mentally ready to handle handle NFL? I think one more season in college football, if he can handle the rest of this season, we're still early in this season, will be good for him, and it'll be um, be mentally, it'll be much much make him a much more stable athlete and person. So hey, Leonard Fournette. Keep up, keep on running like you're running. Win the Heisman Trophy this year, win the Heisman Trophy next year. You'll be set for life. Millions will come your way. Your family'll be very happy. Your mom gonna get that big car and the big house. Your dad gonna be smiling from ear to ear with not a worry in his life. Win the Heisman two times, Leonard Fournette. You got it in you. Hey guys, you're listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice of America Radio. We'll be back next week with more sports information.